0: Void were by law. See terms and conditions. 18
1: plus. Hello and welcome to the Stretford Paddock Podcast. My the name the Stretford Paddock. Podcast. My name is Joe. That's Stephen House. And how are you doing, Steve? All right. You? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Are you enjoying the Euros? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know what I nearly did last night? Go on. I'm on a bit of a kick
2: at the moment. Me and my Whooper are at one. That's, not your, that's not your bum all, No, is it? it's this. People have asked what is this? It's it's a it's a it's a fitness strap. Basically, it's like a Fitbit. Don't have people go. Why are you wearing two watches? You dick. Yeah. It's only one watch. And the other one doesn't have a face on it. And I'm in the zone with it. And what I tend to do is go bananas and then I'm fucked for a week and then I don't go back. Yeah. So what I've been doing is just going up to my strain on the whoop. Mm. And we have a sports scientist at the football club. And I messaged him yesterday because it was saying... We've all got a sports scientist, made I was like, about it. it said
1: 16 I needed
2: to get to. What's that mean, though? So I you have a, really up to 21 know. is the score. You can't get 21. People have basically gone to war and not got so 21. So 21 is
1: like ultramarathon, but no, even that doesn't do like it. It's like 20 and a half right, if okay. you do an
2: ultramarathon. 21 is meant to be the theoretical max. No one's ever got it. I think people have got 20.7. And it's like graded like earthquakes. So going from... Okay. Ba- basically, I've never seen it below four. Basically, you wake up, you have a look, then you breathe, then it's on four. Right. So then it's kind of graded. It takes a time to get to five, and then it's harder to get to six, and harder to get to seven. Uh, I've been working out about under about 12. After doing like a full day of work, it kind of gets to 12 after mm. a workout, right? It said yesterday, do 16 today, because you had a really good sleep and all the rest of it yesterday. And I was like, 16? So I messaged... And I was like, do you reckon I should do 16? Because I'm trying to like coast almost, like trying to just get Mm. into the routine rather than kill myself, because that's usually what I do. And he went, nah, fuck it. So I said, all right, fuck it. So I got a Chinese and I had a full Ben and Jerry's instead.
1: Oh, and what did that get you? Four, three, one. No trainer on that. Dead.
2: Dead easy. Dead. And I was watching Ukraine Yamalenko's goal, by the way. Great game, that. Fucking hell. (laughs)
1: Um, Well let's talk a little bit about the Euros And we'll go on to some of the the transfers And and whether this transfer window Can see us win the title next season Because that's what this is all about isn't it We've gone from third We've gone to second The only progression now in terms of the league Is winning it Not true Okay but I mean numerically anyway We'll come back to that I mean in in hard
2: black and white reality Yes it is But no you could could mount a, a, a Like if we lost on goal difference next year Yeah I don't think people will be like, well, well, we came second last year. No, of
1: course that's progress. <laughs> I mean, people will still say it though. Yeah, but let's talk about the Euros first and we'll come back to that because it has been good. So for, you know, I'm sure a lot of English fans are watching, a lot of non-English fans watching, but of course we're English, we're in England. England won yesterday, beat Croatia. I mean, you haven't a, got an English passport. I haven't got an English passport, no, but I've lived here all my life, so that's got to count for something. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of a bit of a a twin win, if you'll excuse the term. Yesterday, because obviously you beat you win the first game, but also the World Cup still stings a little bit. The Croatia game, so that was good. But on the other side of it, the kind of from a United perspective, hasn't really been the best Euros yet. So no, no United player started for England, not one. The the lad who we're linked with, Jaden Sancho, who looks like he's probably going to sign for United at some point this summer. It wasn't even in the squad. And I'm not seeing an explanation. For no explanation for that. Rashford's playing, but he's playing injured. Came on as a sub. Maguire's out injured. Will probably miss the Scotland game. May not play at all this tournament. Uh, Jordan Henderson, uh, sorry, Dean Henderson, not Jordan Henderson, forget about him. Dean Henderson sat out again training today, apparently, and that's the second time this week he's sat out training, so he's not fully fit. Luke Shaw's damaged some tendons in his wrist, which may have happened before the tournament, but is keeping him from playing. Scott McTominay just lost today. It's like, it's not really been a great start for United these years, hasn't it? those oh, United players. Nope. Do these all these. We've uh, also got, you? I mean,
2: are Portugal playing today or tomorrow? It's tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow. So um Bruno Fernandes, I think I saw this stat before. He's played 81 games, is it, or 83 games in the last 12 months. That's upsetting. That's a game every it's four like days. You've played more than anybody else yeah. in the world, or in Europe, certainly. In the top in the top divisions. Yeah, I'm sure there's a Sunday League player that's played Saturday, Sunday every week, but you don't count, yeah. mate. No.
1: So, like, Rashford being injured, obviously, he's been injured for a while. Maguire being injured, Henderson being injured, Shaw being injured. Do you put that down to lo- loads of games and no rest? And we went far in Europe last season and in this season. And and no play like, season. And United had the most truncated, yeah.
2: um, overtaxing Christmas period. We weren't quite far in all the competitions. Yeah, it's mental. Yeah. I, I was saying I didn't want Rashford to go. I think he's going to dip for a couple of months on the back end of this to get himself sorted, but... You know, I'm, I'm a United fan. Mm. I'd rather he dipped on England, who yeah. aren't going to do fuck all anyway, mm. and actually d- do something with United. Is and be fit for a World Cup, because World Cups are better than Euros. Yeah, World right.
1: Cups are a bit better than Euros. I mean, I still like to win the Euros. But it's, yeah, it is a bit worrying, isn't it? And, and I mean, the fact that he is going to drop out afterwards, and obviously, you know, that's been rumoured anyway, They're getting some sort of surgery after he's done... But then, like I said, that's just gonna interrupt the start of the, the Premier League season instead, isn't it? Which obviously he's making his priorities based on I guess like legacy and international fame and that sort of thing, which I do kinda of get. But it's a bit worrying that especially someone like Maguire, who just doesn't get injured, is now you know, there was talk on the, the day before the Europa League final that he we'll see how he goes in training tomorrow. That was a month ago. And he's still nowhere near playing. Was that a month ago? Well it was two weeks. A few weeks anyway, yeah. Two or three weeks. Was it 26th? Yeah, so like, three weeks. It's like 14th. Yeah, three weeks ago. Um, so that was, yeah, three weeks ago, and he's still not playing. So, so We were going to jab him up to the wasn't we? if we were 4-0 up, he'd have come on for four <coughs> minutes at the end, you know. I bet you he would have. Can you play with crutches? Yeah, I think you'll have to. It's a bit worrying though, isn't it, going into next season, because like we said in terms of some people's way of looking at last season is, well, the only progress we can possibly achieve now is winning the title. And sack him if he doesn't. And sack him if he doesn't. Finally, before we go back to that, Sancho, what's, what's, what the fuck's going on there? And does it worry you as a United fan? What, well, that he didn't play? Yeah, and that he's... The, the, I don't know, occasionally he gets dropped and he gets left... It's happened with Dortmund a couple of times. It's happened with England. There's been... I, I Low-key, thing think he's a wild one. Right? Yeah. I, I believe he's a wild one. Yeah. And I like that. There's too
2: many fucking Michael Owens and James Milnes in this world, <laughs> is not there Sometimes you need a bit of flavour. Yeah, what's true. your favourite crisp? The ones that are absolutely twatted with all that, like like flavour yeah, salt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the fucking beige ones at the top of the bag. No, no. the fucking dirty ones at the bottom with yeah. a bit of flavour on them. So, I don't mind that he's a bit wild. I actually like that he's a bit fucking wild. Yeah, and if he occasionally needs dropping because he's fucking gone off the rails. It's, Ooh. Some of our best yeah. players have been fucking loopy. Yeah. Roy Keane, mental. Mm. Eric Cantona, mental. <laughs> George Best, fucking mental.
1: Right, it, something it right. It's been a bit weird though, when it Sancho in England it's like it's not ever really properly come together, has it? When you consider just how many goals and assists he's got for Dortmund over the last three years, Southgate's a fucking weapon. Do you think that's what it is? Yeah. We've also got we've got pretty good wingers: Rashford, Sterling. Yeah, we, Greenish, yeah, we Foden. do.
2: But like, I can't. I mean, Foden's had a good end to the season. Yeah. Sancho's had three good years. Yeah. yeah. Like, not the same, is it? And I don't think he's been overplayed. Like, you can definitely throw at the likes of Marcus and stuff like that. So, uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's bizarre, me. I mm. think it's bizarre.
1: Interesting. Right. Let's move on then. Let's talk about uh, some of United's transfers then, because we were talking a bit before about the progress and finishing second, finishing third, finishing second in that order, sorry. Um, and then what has to come next for people to be like, this was progress, is winning the league. We have since been linked... These are the big boys we've been linked with mostly. Sancho, who we've mentioned, 90 million. Varane, around 60. Trippier, 15 to 18. Ruben Neves has come in the conversation over the last week or so, 40 40 million or so. Sal Niguez, to a certain extent. Declan Rice, uh, Telemans, Harry Kane and Grealish are sort of the main ones we've been linked with. Do you think... Well, two questions. First of all, which of those... Which three of that list... Would you go for that? You think is that would make United sort of take the biggest leap? And secondly, Did you mention Varane in that. Yeah, Varane's in there. Secondly, do you think th- any three of those can win United the league next season?
2: Probably not on their own, no, because I think what United need is. And do you know what's mad is like, I saw a link over the weekend with Donny Van Der Beek to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Fucking relax, lads. Yeah. Like he didn't play a lot this year. I don't think he. Was, I don't think he was one that was overplayed. But you've seen a few players, Liverpool especially, that have took a long time to embed some of their players. And then the second season, actually, they play quite a lot. Even Cancelo was Mm. a ghost for City in that first year. Mm -hmm. So why don't we get the same sort of um, patience with a player? I wouldn't be shocked to see Donny van der Beek have a belting season next year. He's coming in it fresh. He should know the system. He should know the club. He should know everything a little bit better. And I think he could have an impact. My worry is, if you're picking a best 11... And rarely do you ever get to pick your best 11 just mm. whenever you want. I'm not sure Donny van der Beek's still in that best 11. Mm. I think that, um, I mean, right now people are going, what, over Scott McTominay and Fred? The, the, you've got a point. But I don't want to go into next season with Scott McTominay and Fred as my first choice. I'd like it to be Neves Pogba-Bruno mm. or Sol Pogba-Bruno. I think that is a a midfield three that actually could look at any other midfield three in the world and say, we're having a bit of you. Mm -hmm. And then I think if you had Rashford, Cavani, Sancho as your first choice forward three, with Greenwood backing up Cavani, uh, and you've got James backing up, let's say, Marcus on the left, and you've got Ahmad backing up um, Sancho on the right.
1: Martial in there as well.
2: I think he's going to get moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I think this loan to Real Madrid doesn't come out on nothing.
1: Well, there's talk of him being swapped. We'll come back to this then. Well, there's talk of him being swapped with Varane, isn't there?
2: But that, to me, the forward line, is it good? Yeah, it's good. Mm. Can I put that against any forward line in the world? Not quite, but it's not it's not a million miles no. off. The midfield, I think you can go against any three in the world. Then you've got to look at the defence. If Luke Shaw's able to continue the form he's had for six months, and it has been six months, it's not been the full year, uh, which has been undeniable in, in mm-hmm. the last six months, We've got a player. Um, right back, there's, there's obviously some issues. The rumour that came out about um, Wan-Bissaka playing centre-half, I think, was damage limitation from someone at United's PR. You can't be massively linked to a right back when you've got a £50 million right back mm-hmm. you only just signed and
1: not be like, well, we're just, uh, we're just exploring Here's options for a that's different... happening, actually. It's not, nothing to yeah. do with Aaron. It's to do with just yeah. another option. Yeah.
2: So I think that was a little bit of damage limitation and PR. But Lindelof is not a title-winning defender. Um, I think Maguire could be and I think if you had like Varane next to him I think you would have a serious contention but you've still got a question mark over a goalkeeper mm. so I think that and I think you've still got a question mark over depth mm. and he's taught that one matter might stick around I'd love one matter to stick around and be understudy to Bruno for give Bruno a, a game off a month Yeah, one matter in you come. Perfect.
1: He's got the legs to do it. And that. he's not quite. He's not, I think he's thirty two, isn't he? He's not yeah, quite he's just, as old as you he's think. He's really not 35, well. 36, Though <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a little bit of a thing. Uh, that is a bit mad, though, isn't it? With the one matter thing that he's going to get another year. Do you think? Do you think? I know, obviously, it's not the same as Phil Jones at all. But isn't there part? No, of it of you really that thinks, isn't the same as Phil <laughs> Jones? No, but isn't there part of you that thinks this is a player who doesn't play for United? This, you know, he he barely gets games. He isn't really, you know, he's not got any sort of resale value. He's not going to get better. What is what? Why would we keep him? Outside of Cavani, name me another player that like we've got in the 30s. Um De Gea. Is, is he
2: even 30
1: yet? It close.
2: Close <laughs> enough. But yeah, not very many. No, and I think sometimes you do need some of those older heads just to yeah. keep people in check. People when they go, you need him in the dressing room. Do people actually think that the dressing room is that one hour before
1: kickoff? No.
2: No, it's the, it's the seven days a week that you guys are in yeah. training and, and I think that there is a you don't keep him around for that. You keep him around and in the squad because he's got productivity that he can add when you need to give Bruno... Give him Bruno a night off ahead of playing City or Liverpool mm. or a big Champions League game. What an asset that is to mm. be able to do. And I, I trust one matter to do that. Like I say, he's not that old. He's just no. slow. Yeah. And I think he wants to stick around because like, you know, we know a few things around the local area where he's kind of put roots down mm-hmm. and like he's bought a house, not rented a house. And that's, I think, only recently too. And he's got horses and things like that and I, I know these are none of these are you know dead sets like things that you can't fix with yeah, millions yeah. of pounds but it just feels like you know it's got to June mm. there's been very little there has been some but there's been very little rumors of him going anywhere and all the talk is bit of a pay cut new deal mm. and I think because that's the case I think that's probably going to be the case and mm. he could stick around to be an and be understood it and you do need look at Manchester City squad this year. The fact that they've almost got two full elevens. As a, as pla- someone planning the squad, if you've got a full, ele- let's say you go okay then. So we sign uh, Saul. We sign Neves. We sign. Is that your three then? Of these three, is I that think you're you going need with? no. So my answer to can we win the league with three signings? No, we need five. Right. Is it five? You tell me. Varane. Yeah. Saul. Yeah. Neves. Sancho four
1: four. You think we can win the league with that? Trippier no, don't need him. I think we're gonna. But I, I, I don't. You won't put him on that list. I don't think
2: you need to. I think you've got Ethan Laird. Yeah. I think you could do a, 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 a as a backup job. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, although I think he's more than likely gonna got on loan. So you construct an eleven. Um, that's a shadow eleven. So you're at starting eleven. So if you starting eleven is that six we mentioned earlier, and it's Saul, mm-hmm. um and it could even be Neves because. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm really 50-50 on whether Pogba can go. But let's say it's Saul, and let's say it's Pogba, and let's yep. say it's Bruno, that's your first choice. And your second choices is, is Neves, Van Der Beek, Mata. Cool. Mm. And behind that, you've got Fred
1: and McTominay still. Options. I think Matic is probably going to get moved on. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever because they're focused on managing, growing their business... They can't always spend the time they wish they could on recruiting. That is why LinkedIn Jobs has made it, I'll be honest, almost too easy to find the best candidates. Like when you're trying to find a candidate online and you're thinking, we're just getting the worst of the worst here, that's because you're not going through LinkedIn Jobs. Because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, how do LinkedIn get better people than anyone else to apply for my job? Well, here's what they do. They uh, find... Uh, screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, with the skills, with the motivation you need. So already they're putting it in front of the right people because they do the right things. They also use simple tools to filter and prioritise the top candidates that you would like to interview. All you have to do is use LinkedIn Jobs because they're going to help you hire the right person for your role. And your first job post is free. So visit linkedin.com slash devils. Again, that is linkedin.com slash devils to post a job for free. And here's the thing, we've used this before and it just means that the right people see your post. You're not filtering through hundreds of people that haven't got the right experience, that don't know what to do with your job, they put it in front of the right people and it's just the best, most hassle-free solution to finding the right people for your job. So if you're posting a job, make sure you use LinkedIn Jobs. Again, if you want to hire the right person for your role, your first job post is free. Head to linkedin.com devils. Again, that is linkedin.com devils to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. Uh,
2: Jose's probably been on the phone already be. he's perfect for you'd Rome look as fantastic
1: as well, in Burgundy yeah, yeah. and everything's <laughs> a lot slower so you'd look fast again uh, like it'd be great
2: and then like we said you've got Ahmad um, you've, and you've got James and you've got Greenwood as your second choice forward three mm-hmm. and then in defence you've probably got Lindelof and Tuan Zaby probably still you've got Ethan Laird you've got Brendan Williams you've got Tellez you've got options there the big decision still needs to be made over goalkeeper
1: though Speaking of goalkeepers, um, apparently we've just had the here we go on Tom Heaton joining Manchester United, which isn't quite the goalkeeper thing you were Cameron, talking about.
2: Go get a champagne.
1: <laughs> Tom Heaton will undergo He's his home. medical this week and will sign a contract that will keep him at Man United until 2023 with an optional year extension. So Tom Heaton to Manchester United, well, back to Manchester United, confirmed. 35 years old, apparently. How has that happened? He's 23. He's 23. Oh, has Charlotte, that happened? that's mad. Um, but yeah, done. Here we go. Confirmed all that sort of stuff. Uh, for Brit Romano. yeah. Uh, here we go. It's, it, it's done. So, kind of makes sense. Looks like Romero's leaving, doesn't it? Um, we've got a couple of super chats. Uh, one is from Surambala, and this he wasn't mentioned in this list that we brought out before, so it's worth bringing up. How are you doing, lads? Random, I know, but I couldn't, uh, I know we shouldn't even entertain it since he's been touted to come back since day one, but I can't ignore how romantic it would be if Ronaldo would come back. This board is like that.
2: I don't think there's nothing in the Ronaldo talk.
1: I As think there's... Are you, you're doing a double negative there, saying so think, think there's something, there's in, something it. in it. Okay. Yeah, I think there's something in it. I don't
2: think there's absolutely nothing. I don't think there's nothing in it. I don't think nothing's in there, nothing, <laughs> right? I think there's a, there's something in it. Yeah. Do I think that United are interested? Yes. The question is more, is he interested? How interested is he? Would, uh, there was some talk that United probably wouldn't pay the fee... Um, or his wages which is
1: like 400 grand a week. Just the 400 grand for me. Imagine that. 400,000 pounds a week. Be dead by Monday. What even is that? It's all right, now, isn't it? It's not it's not even feasible, is it? It's not remotely I think if I looked at the tax though, I'd throw up. Yeah. Well yeah, 150 grand of that's tax. Probably
2: a lot more than that. That's anyway, fine. so yeah. I I actually think that it's not the craziest idea to bring him back. Mm. But there's major, like you've just re-signed Cavani. There's your experienced, older striker with great movement in the box. Ronaldo generally fits that sort of mold now. He's not going to come play right wing for us. He would be a nine, yeah, uh, a good in the air nine, like you've kind of got with Cavani. So it would almost be nonsensical to have him and Cavani, but I'd still probably do it. Just Like you said, it's romantic. Mm -hmm. And the guy's guy's a winner. He makes chances out of nothing, no matter his
1: age, no matter where he is. And he just scores fuckloads of goals as well. Yeah, he still scored thirty thirty league goals. Yeah, I think it was he's, last season. he's
2: sensational still, yeah. and I don't think that's going to change in twelve months. I think unless he his gets declines, huge injury, his decline's going to be slow because mm. his biological age is still in his twenties. He's Got yeah. ten years left.
1: Imagine, imagine he's still playing for like a, in a, a a title challenging team in the top five leagues in, in his foot like early forties. We well, could go with MLS and play till he was sixty. Well, yeah, but that's MLS in it. I but, don't think he would do that, you know, because I think he's so focused on like records and numbers and appearance that I yeah. don't think I he also think there's legal reasons why it. he's
2: not going back to America anytime soon as well, well let's
1: not talk about that uh, Anand Makashi has said selling Pogba wouldn't be the worst idea provided we reinvest that money well Liverpool sold Coutinho and bought Fabinho and Alisson got to buy well so th- th- you've said we need four players to to really push you know and actually have a good chance of winning the league next season. That doesn't include selling anyone or any of our big names.
2: No, but if you if you got Nevers and Sol, yeah. and Pogba was sold and you paid for him, or paid for them out of him,
1: yeah,
2: I think you're halfway there. Yeah. You've got to invest money then into get Varane possibly, um, or, or it doesn't even necessarily need to be Varane, but you've got to get someone that's that walks into the club with that sort of confidence at mm-hmm. centre half because you, you know it, it matters. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you've got to get Sancho. Sancho's probably going to be the, the dearest player we sign.
1: Mm. Looking at about 80, 80 to 85 million, that, isn't it? Um, did you see the story the other day, by the way, that this was... It was funny enough because the, the story was coming from basically Dortmund mouthpiece-type journalism mm. um, saying that a, a reported bid came in for £63 million for Jadon Sancho, £17 million short of, of, of Dortmund's um, understanding. Um, that is according to the BBC and you know, British news that has been leaked by Man United. Dortmund never received that bid. But that's according to Dortmund's mouthpiece news. So it's all... The the politics of that transfer are firmly ongoing at the minute, which suggests to me stuff is definitely happening there. At the start of the window... I want to come back to on this because we haven't been on a podcast for a while. At the start of the window, me, you and Jay did a podcast downstairs. And you said, we ain't buying anyone. Put your Sancho money away. You know, peel his number, peel his name off the back of your shirt. We're not getting anyone. You seem to have changed your mind on that. Why do you think that's changed if it has... Or do you think it was always just a case of it's going to happen later on and it didn't seem like we were going to sign anyone before? Because Did I you say no one? Well, you you, 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 you seem to think we wouldn't make any big signings.
2: I think I've always thought Sancho was the was one possible. doable one. Yeah, right. But I don't think it would be him and anyone else. Like okay. Signing him and Varane being Dreamland, I don't think it's yeah. going to happen. Or like Harland we're not signing Haaland, we're not signing Kane. If it was that, if that was the question, I'd have been, yeah, we're not fucking doing right. that, absolutely. Okay. But Sancho's always felt doable. Yeah. United just have to turn up with the money that Dortmund wanted. Yeah. Um, and it seems like we've actually done that. I mean, there was some talk uh, over the weekend, um, Saturday, I think it was, in AS, talking about how um, we're in the final stages and we've now agreed to pay what Dortmund wanted, mm. which is way closer than the United know the fee, they know the deadline.
1: Yeah. Just yeah.
2: nonsense that we've had in the past. So yeah. I think that Sancho does feel like it's close, but I'll be amazed and pleasantly surprised, obviously. I mean, even from a PR point of view, if the Glazers really want to shut up a lot of the protests, the best thing that they
1: could do is go, yeah, fucking something happening. Yeah. Just there you go. That's four signings. Yeah. Because a lot of the fans that you know, we're on the cusp of you know not not really bothered anyway or whatever. They would be quite happily sated with a few big signings. So that if they, if they take off sort of the bottom thirty percent of aggro against them, that's probably enough for them to see through the season of we can deal with the rest of it. We've we've took off a, a big chunk by signing a few players. Um Declan Rice is another one. Now you watched England yesterday, and at the risk of rating a player based on one game, what do you make of him? All right. Do you think he? Right, there's two options here with Declan Rice, and this is my thoughts on Declan Rice. Number one, we are falling into the opposition fan thing that people did with Carrick, which is not appreciating him because he doesn't do that much. Like, he's not scoring, he's not putting in last-ditch tackles, he's not doing any of that. But he was brilliant. But you don't appreciate that unless you watch him for 30 games a season. The other option is, he's the most overrated footballer I think I've ever seen. Because every time I've watched him play, and again, you're not watching, let's do the Declan Rice show, he's just a small part of a bigger picture, he doesn't seem to do much of anything. Do you think he's just a a sort of misunderstood character? Do you think, how the fuck is this guy being rumoured at 90 million quid? Or, you know, am I just being a bit naive and... and Sorry, did you just spray
2: that like deodorant?
1: Yeah, Cam just sprayed some Febreze on his armpits like deodorant, I think. Um... But what, what are your thoughts on Declan Rice? I can't Rice? think of anything at the moment, John. I'm absolutely <laughs> mind-blown. What have I just seen? <laughs> you've got to use it sometimes. You've got to it up. Sometimes you've got to it up. Doing?
2: Um I think you're right. I, I've not focused enough on Declan Rice yeah. to see those Carrick sort of uh, comparisons drawn and, yeah. and, and know for sure whether they're incorrect or correct. I think he's all right. I'm not sure. A bit like McTominay. I think he's, he's athletic. I think he's, he's, pretty, you know, he's pretty determined. I think yeah. he plays um, co- committed when he plays. But does he have the quality? Uh, you know, With West Ham, you're not going to be on the ball a lot. Mm. Certainly not 60% of possession like you sometimes are at United and weirdly occasionally are at England. Does he have that incisive pass? Does he have that into Wayne Rooney's feet from mm. just outside our six-yard box? I haven't seen that in him, and I haven't seen that in McTominay, and I want someone that's got that, Neves has got that, Niguez has got that, mm. that's where I'm trying to go with this. Mm. Um, and also, Rice is going to cost what fucking both of
1: them are going to cost together. It's insane that the rumours, I mean, anywhere between 60 and 90 million depending. Well, David Moyes said 100. We want 100 I mean, million. That's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, cool. It? No I want 100
2: million. Them. I'm probably not going to get it.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've got a couple of super chats. Miles Van Eaton said, Basuma on the numbers is equal to or better than Rice across last season, plus half of the price. We could, so we could still sign Nevers as well. Basuma gets talked about a lot, doesn't it? People seem to like but, it.
2: Basuma's in that sort of real destroyer, sort of number six kind of vein, um, which is an option. Mm. And I I'm, I'm, could be completely wrong on this, but I, I think that you don't need that. Roy Keane was that destroyer. You know, Roy Keane was very Kante ish in, in how he played. Um, kept the passes simple, drove the team forward, won tackles, would go to ground making tackles, and just stopped anything getting into the back four. When we moved away from Roy Keane, we brought Michael Carrick in. He was a completely different flavour. People lost their shit when we gave mm. him the number 16 shirt. Mm. <laughs> he's not fucking Roy Keane. He's never even made a fucking look He was called Carrick the Crowd. hair gel. He like, can't be Roy Keane. He passed it sideways. Yeah. Because he was more bus gets than keen, yeah. he kept the ball moving. He had that metronomic passing, and it took us, it, it took us a long time to see M- Michael Carrick was about. Mm. I think in Fergie's book he mentioned it. Carrick didn't realise he was a good player until he was like thirty, mm. something like that. Um, and then he, he sort of grew into that sort of role. But he, he was such a good footballer. Yeah, and I, I wonder, do you need? your Roy Keane, Kante-style destroyer, or can you have your Perlo, Mm. your... Perlo played six. Mm -hmm. Not always. Vidal sometimes would be that sort of destroyer. And I wonder, you know, can we have a Neves maybe? And is Neves more... Especially with Michael Carrick still at the club. Can Carrick Mm. sort of be like, here's what I'm seeing?
1: Yeah. Because Neves has only just turned 24 as well, I think. He's got so much experience for his
2: age. I, I, I rate him very, very highly.
1: Yeah. Uh, BM with the super chat says uh, Ronaldo wants legacy, will go to PSG to add a French title. I wouldn't say no to that, to be honest, in terms of agreeing with that. That seems like something he could it do. It seems
2: like the obvious move. Yeah. I think he's already, or Josh Mendes, I believe, has already moved out going to Sporting yet. Yeah. But clearly winning the league with Sporting is on a, a list. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like the kind of. I mean, because we, we logic this out on transfer review. It was like he's not going to go anywhere else in Spain. He's not going to damage his legacy with Real Madrid. No. He's not going to go anywhere else in England. He's not going to damage his legacy with United. Is the Scottish League, the Irish Prem, the fucking Swiss Premier League, mm. are these leagues big enough for him? No. No. The two other divisions he needs, three other divisions in Europe he needs to win. So I don't think he won the league we're in. He needs to win the Liga NOS mm-hmm. in Portugal. He needs to win the Bundesliga. He needs to win the French league. I, I I, am almost certain no one's done that, no one's got that sticker book uh, all, all stuck not. in.
1: Who could even possibly? Premier League. Zlatan would be the, as Syria, close as you can get, but I don't think he's got he did not win a the couple league. Certainly couple <laughs> not, you know, If you remember, yeah.
2: Um, outside of that, he might go Holland. Yeah, could you, know, could you see him playing? Ajax is not their sort of signing, certainly no. not their sort of wage budget, but it'd be an easy win for the league. I don't see Bayern Munich signing that kind of player. It's no. not their move. They're very much not that sort of mode. Paris are, though. Yeah. In a big way. So it's Paris. I, I honestly think it, it's a two-horse race, and one of them might have already done a
1: lap. Yeah. <laughs> like, we might be in a race with PSG, but they yeah. might have already lapped us. It sounds like that. Like, imagine Mbappe, Neymar and Ronaldo as you're three. Yeah. That's brilliant. Even
2: Potch might win a league, there. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, maybe not.
1: Uh, Christopher Singh says, if I become a member, can I see Steve Gooch? No, you can't. But you can, <laughs> you can play against him and the rest of us in uh, Euro's Fantasy League. So we've got a member's Fantasy League going at the minute. Um, it's too early to say whether I've fucked up or not. But the early week's results are not that great. Um, I didn't know that Cancelo was going to get COVID. So he's out for two weeks, and he was one of my big defensive signings. So was the f- low in. I've seen that. Yeah, I was just going to come on to that, actually. Um, Dallos coming into, into the Portugal team for the Euros. Also, uh, AC Milan, sorry, going, can we pop him on loan for another year? Fuck, just fucking pay us. What's your thoughts on Dallo at this point? Has he got a chance at United? Sure, Why there's... are we buying Trippier if he has? Yeah. I mean, what, um, for starters,
2: if we can get a sole... Or, or even a uh, Ruben Neves, for about thirty million. Yeah, they've come out and said they want thirty million for Trippier. I think that's just negotiation tactics. I, just, I don't think they roll over and have the belly tickled yeah. this early. I think they they ask for more money, thinking they'll get like eighteen to twenty, rather than they're actually going to get the thirty. But if we spent thirty on a backup bloody right back, <laughs> when we've got Ethan Laird, who I honestly think could do anything he wants in the game, provided he can stay fit. Yeah. When you could have improved the midfield immeasurably by bringing in a Neves, that's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's my only issue with like, if we get a Rice, that's your Christmas and birthday presents all at once. You're not getting anything else. Yep. Whereas I think if we're sensible, you can retool this squad. Can we go and find another Cavani? Mm. Is there a centre half version of Cavani kicking around?
1: What this? <laughs> Who would that be though? It
2: might have been Ramos, but I think he's yeah. been signed, do not he? He's looking like it. I think if he hasn't already. So Ramos would have been an excellent Cavani-style signing at centre-half. Yeah. That's not saying that you still have to find your own one of those that's 23, 24, 25, 26.
1: Yeah.
2: Next year, because we've still got to do that next year Yeah. With, with a striker. I don't think Greenwood's going to be that number nine just yet. I mean, he can do all the deadlifts he wants between now and next year. I just don't think he's going to be... You just need that time to mature and those games under your belt.
1: Mm. The thing with Ethan Laird as well, just to mention him, is... When you, th- when you look at, like, we, at the minute, obviously Ollie doesn't really trust Brandon for whatever reason. He just doesn't play him almost no matter what. I think th- we we sort of see something with Bay as well, which can kind of be linked to Ethan Laird, which is even when is fit, he doesn't trust him because he knows that next injury is only just around the corner. It feels like he d- he only plays him when Lindelof is out, mm. even though sometimes you could say uh, ba- uh, Maguire and Bay are better than be- uh, Lindelof and Maguire. Do you think he might feel the same with... with Ethan Laird, that even though he's not injured, the next injury may only be just around the corner, so why give him a contract? Yeah, why bring he, he him back He didn't in?
2: get injured when he was at um, Don's.
1: Yeah, I know. But he that's been a, a big problem, hasn't it? Yeah. played a lot of
2: football and, it uh, might be added as well, got kicked to shit as well. Mm. Um, I, I spoke to him throughout his time when he was at MK Don's, and I'm like, you know, how are you finding it? And he goes, I feel like I'm a lot better than this level. Mm. Every team's going. I, he goes. I can see the managers on the sideline going. Just fucking lever him.
1: Really?
2: And he's like, "All right, it's going to be fun." <laughs> and he's dancing round people. Mm. And I was like, "Well, you do it in the prem. It's VAR, penalty fantastic." Yeah. You know, he's such an attacking fullback. People assume he can't defend, but he can defend. His defensive qualities are sensational. He's a he's a great athlete. He's got a great attitude. He can read the game. Fantastic. He's got game intelligence. You know, he had, um, I think he was playing with Will Grigg. Mm. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, at, um, on fire. Oh, um, nah, it's MK Don's. No, 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 You know the song you know about, that. you know, sweet Carolina summit. The, um, and he was putting it on a plate for him and I think he was missing. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, you, your job's to put it in there. It's his job to put it in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And he was making the chances. So I think his manager at MK Don's was happy with him. I don't know if he's gonna go back there or not.
1: Um, yeah, I think he probably should maybe do another loan, though. Do you just just because he's for the first time in his career getting proper first team minutes? Do you know
2: what? If Forest are gonna do what they did last year and play Ghana, yeah. because Ghana was top of the rankings for like every metric in the Forest team, not was just it? in the championship, but in the Forest team, like yeah. number one in tackles, interceptions, passes, like they yards him. driven with the ball and all sorts of shit. Yeah, proper loved him. If you love him, Ethan Lads cut from the same cloth. Mm. You'll love him as well.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he will go there. Because I
2: think League One was probably a bit
1: a, a bit below him. It, it looked yeah. easy for him. But it's hard. In, someone needed to take a chance on him, didn't they? That was the thing with Ethan Laird. Um, Sushrut uh, Wav, Walvekar, thank you for joining as an Academy you, member. Say. Make sure you go into the Facebook as well. There's a Facebook group um, for... That may or may not be where the Gooch picks are. Paddock members. There may be some Gooch picks in there. I don't think there is, though. But uh, try it out and find... See if you can find them. If you can find them... We'll post him back again. Um, <laughs> people talking about Calvin Phillips. He was good the other day against Croatia, wasn't he? Would you have him at United? Is it, is, um, he, he has been linked with United in the past. That's not just as a reaction to yesterday.
2: No, he has been linked with United in the past. and um, I think he's got a lot to like about him. I think he's more progressive passing than McTominay. Mm. Um, I think he, he was comfortable with man of the match, I thought. for he yeah, was really yesterday. good, wasn't he? Mm. Um, the problem is, even buying someone from Leeds nowadays... You're going to get tickled.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I, did, I think going to the Premier League and buying players is mental.
1: You want to take a first-team player from a top 10 Premier League team or top 15 Premier League team, one of the ones that's not, you know, bouncing up and down with the, with the championship. You want to take one of their best players off them, it's starting at 40, and we'll, we'll see you later. It's, yeah, it's and that realistically, expensive.
2: You can go and get a, the, someone's best player in yeah. La Liga for 40. Yeah. Not just any player in no. their team. Yeah, I mean, look at the figures that, I mean... Brighton got relegated. and got forty million for Ake.
1: Mm.
2: I like him. I think he's a good player. But, sorry, what did I say? Brighton, Brighton, yeah, yeah, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, same yeah. thing. From the South Coast, yeah, exactly. What's the matter with you? Um, so yeah, uh, Bournemouth got forty after getting relegated yeah. for, for Ake, and they were talking about a similar sort of thing for David Brooks. Yeah, and you're just like, no, this isn't. This is madness. This isn't happening. But like the this. TV money in the Premier League means that. I mean, look at Everton. You previously United used to go and raid Everton, raid mm. Spurs. You can't knock on Daniel Levy's door without it costing you hundred million nowadays. That's
1: his, that's his call-out fee, like a plumber. Yeah, he's like, I've turned up to. So he's that's, like, hello, hundred million. I've not even told you I who. No, but that's what the phone line costs because we're allowed to. So um, you know, you, ca-
2: you could previously go and raid Everton, take Godfrey yeah. off them, something like that. Take Richarlison off them, or, 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 or even Calvert Lewin off yeah. them. You're not getting change out of 250 million for them free. You ain't even getting a free for two offer. I know. You're just gonna get absolutely fucking battered on the price.
1: Do you remember we were gonna get Leighton Baines and um, Fellaini for 28 million? and then we ended up paying 24 million or whatever it was for Fellaini by himself, because we waited too long on his... Because
2: <laughs> we have the fucking negotiation skills of a fucking
1: drunken pirate. Yeah. <laughs> we thought we were too good for Fellaini, and then we had to go back after his... Bio yeah, go on and then, out. give that Fellaini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to cost you an extra 6 million. Yeah, whatever. Um, Jack Grealish, another one who keeps getting linked with United. I think he's going to say you do think he's going to say? Do you think who else do you think is going to go to see? Because they've been linked with Haaland, they've been linked with Kane, they've been linked with Grealish. I know that they've got a lot of money. They ain't saying all three of them, probably not. Right. I wouldn't say
2: certainly not, <laughs> right? Okay, fucking hell. The guy's got more money than money. Yeah, um, I think I think Kane and Grealish, which is almost anti what Guardiola's kind of built in a way, mm. because I don't think they are obvious fits for that system. Um, so I can only hope because a lot of people go oh if he signs them it's fucking game over and it it might well be I'm more projecting and hoping that it's not game over mm. it might be well game over um, but if it isn't I hope that it just upsets the apple cart a little bit like Veron did when he came United mm. otherwise oh it's going to be rough next year
1: because that is them doing do you know you just described then about United like going and getting Arsenal's best player or Everton's best that is literally them doing that isn't it yeah. we'll get Tottenham's best player and Villa's best player That'd be worrying. Although, like you said, it don't always work like that, does it? And this thing of like we bought more players, therefore we're better. United have spent, I think, the second most of anyone in the last ten years. It doesn't necessarily mean that we it's
2: was outspent by. Check this out, right? A lot of you won't notice, and a lot of you are going to go to fat lads talking absolute wibble. Manchester City, do you remember where they was when we won the treble?
1: League Division, first division.
2: Uh, yeah, Division, well, Division Three, I think it was at the was time. It? They outspent United in the nineties. Yeah.
1: That's a true story. That's mental, isn't it?
2: Newcastle outspent us. Yeah, I knew that. Liverpool did as well. Liverpool outspent us. Yeah, I think also, but I could be wrong. Tottenham outspent us. Mm. Tottenham definitely outspent us in the eighties. Liverpool outspent us in the eighties. Um, we've been outspent. Chelsea obliterated it in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, United only really started spending. I mean, even going through the, um, you're going from summer to summer having I mean, fucking Van Nistelrooy and Veron and Rio and mm. Rooney and Ronaldo, still got outspent. Mm. Which and we're still insane. making a fucking gazillion in profit every mm. year on the back of all that spending.
1: Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Um, I do just think, though, that it does it does feel as though the spending under Solskjaer has been a bit more focused and a bit more... Uh, just better. Van like der the Beek, players we've signed Van have Beek been and Palestri aside,
2: I thought Palestri yeah. was a shit signing. Mm. And Van der Beek, if you use him next year, fine. But it it didn't necessarily... I think to improve your first eleven, you've got to improve your first eleven.
1: Mm. We didn't do that. And and some of that's down, I think, to the owners, isn't it? Because that that Tellez, Palestri, Diallo, you know, they're almost a separate entity, and Cavani weren't what Ole went into that transfer window wanting. So yeah, you kind of have to give him a bit of a break with that one, I think. Um, right, so just to go over it again then before we finish, you think if we sign Ruben Neves, San Luis, Jadon Jaden Sancho, Rafael Varane... We can win the lead next season. Yeah, but we're not going to sign them. Is that in problem? Yeah, I think we've got a chance. I think maybe not. Maybe not both of those midfielders. I think one midfielder, a Sancho, and a defence and a defender.
2: What if it's just Trippier and Sancho?
1: That's a bit shit, isn't it? Because it's better, it's made us better. But again, you've got one first team player there. Yeah, we need more than that. Yeah, and
2: if you're only, at, it's not even replacing anyone. It was a hole that's been there for years.
1: Mm.
2: It's like trying to ask for credit for fix that roof leak. It's been leaking since the 80s. Yeah. Well,
1: now it's fixed. Yeah. Like when the when the glazers the other day were like, we're gonna, uh, we've seen that you need some investment in the stadium. It's like, well, are you gonna make the south stand bigger? Or are you gonna, you know, redo the, the cladding and make it look modern? What we're gonna do is we're gonna get you some new lights. Some slightly brighter lights. Like who Didn't get, one, no one asked for lights, anyway. mate? Yeah. Surely that's just a legal requirement, anyway. That it's not like a big treat, is it? We've got you for Christmas. Do you a know what? Trowel. This is a hundred percent true
2: story, it. right? Seatbelts were not mandatory in cars in like the eighties. And it was on Blue Peter or something like that. That Seatbelts was going to become mandatory in cars one day, right? Yeah. And then my dad texts me outside. He's got a Ford, he's got a Ford Escort, obviously. Because that's what everyone had in the 80s. the law, is, right? Yeah. And he's like, got your present. And I was like, silent. He goes, it's on the back seat. Open the door. I'm like, what is it? And he goes, seatbelts. belts. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? That's a 100% true story.
1: <laughs> that's literally what the glazes have done with them lights. Yeah. The, the it's a so legal got, fucking requirement, you lunatic. Enough. What are you talking about? Hey, lads. Fucking seatbelts for a present. Happy Christmas. Got you some new floodlights. Oh, cheers. We thought we might be able to, you know, go to more games because there's more tickets available. Nah, none of that. Fucking hell. Right, I think that's a good place to Lights, end. Dad. <laughs> seatbelts. <laughs> is that true? 100% yeah. seatbelts for your birthday. It was a white Ford Escort. <laughs> fantastic right that's going to be all from us if you want a member make sure you join uh, this uh, extra video content for members and again we've got stuff like the euro league going on at the minute someone said they were second in that which is a decent start i'm certainly not second. We Well, someone had, will be we haven't even had a full round of games yet so you know still plenty of time for me to, to catch back up Um we have plenty of stuff going on also over on twitch we'll be live tomorrow night with a watch along for i think it's germany portugal tomorrow Big game, or maybe France-Germany, one of them. It's that that group anyway. Uh, We'll be live tomorrow, 8 o'clock on Twitch. So if you aren't following us on Twitch, just head over there, twitch.com forward slash strep for paddock. Check us out, follow us on that. We're going to be doing lots of Euro content on there, uh, keeping it united on the fan channel, branching out a little bit over on the Twitch. So check that out as well. Um... Someone just said, I'm actually right, Scotland, what the fuck happened? Yeah, Scotland lost 2-0 today. There's a couple more games coming tonight, but we're also coming tonight after the last game. There will be transfers live. Me and Jay giving you all the updates on the latest Manchester United transfers coming at 9.30 tonight, so make sure you check that out. Thank you to everyone at home for joining us. Thank you, Steve, for coming on. We'll see you in a bit.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.